Welcome to podcast 284 of Five Star Potential, your weekly football manager podcast. I'm Doop, and on this week's pod, we're joined by Joe and Mad. Welcome, gents. Hello. This is weird. New host, who this? <laughs> Fuck Matt. Um, Matt. <laughs> Where's Curtie when we needed him? Um, <laughs> Matt's, Matt's having some technical issues. Um, his, his sex dolls run out of battery or something, so he's busy. Uh, but on this week's pod, we've got a save update from Joe and myself, followed by a quiz from Matt. So literally, a 30-minute pod. So over to you, Joe. Oh, I'm going first. Oh, blimey. Yeah, ladies first. Ah, I thought everyone would want to know about Mission Munich before my old shit. Um, Yours is exciting. You spent money. You've got money. Uh, do you know what? I have? I have spent some money, I'll tell you. Um, but I thought I'd take it back to the start because I don't know if we've really done a save update on where I started and where I've ended up. So I thought I would start with the manager. And the manager is George Switzer. He was in the class of 92. You know, Genev's given him a little buzz and said, get yourself down Salford. Needed a new gaffer. So that's what I've done. Started the game. And... Uh, yeah, they have no money at the start. They've got a good reputation, but they've got no money. Um, so pretty much went with their their existing squad. Went four four two. Big Matt Smith up front. Played the wingers, just literally crossing the ball in. And it was that was literally the the kind of chemistry behind it was just playing out wide, playing balls into the box, give it to the big man, and he scored. We got promotion in League Two with ninety nine points. I was a bit gutted that we didn't get the hundred points. Um, then moved on, obviously, up into League One. I think I've referenced it on the pod that it's a. it feels very similar, like the level. League Two and League mm. One, I don't think there's too much quality difference there. So pretty much the squad revival um, was pretty much based around free transfers. Um, I'll, rat- I'll rattle these off very quickly and kind of where they come from. So it's... Like after that first season, the bargains that you can pick up from around the league is fantastic. So, shout out to Mad for Matty Longstaff from Newcastle. Mm. <coughs> I said quickly and then I started coughing. Um, Adam Lewis from Liverpool, good left back. Uh, Luke Southwood from Reading, goalkeeper. Taylor Perry from Wolves. Harry Clark from Arsenal. Uh, Malachi Fagan Walker from Tottenham. Um, Sam McClellan from Chelsea. Tyrese John Jules from Arsenal, who's an absolute bags man for that level. Um, Macaulay Bond from QPR who is like the lower league Danny Rowe if Danny Rowe wasn't the lower league Danny Rowe um, and then I had James uh, James McAtee who I think is at Sheffield United at the moment but he's from Man City got him on loan and Ashton Muir on loan from Man City as well because they wouldn't loan me any decent players despite us being their affiliate club um, putting that team together the quality was better than my league two side um, and again, it wasn't. It pretty much was a similar thing. Carried on playing four four two. I played Tyrese John Jules as a um, trecortista in a front two with him and Macaulay Bond. And I tell you what, they absolutely ripped the league up. Um, finished as champions with ninety points. Um, and when I actually looked at the previous season, it was a nearly a hundred point season then. So I actually finished as champion, but with a lower points total that probably would have got me like fourth or fifth the year before. Joe, you mentioned about, um, sorry to stop you mid-flow, I'm a bit confused. Obviously, Manchester United and Salford, a bit of a link with the 92. And then you've gone for City as your affiliate. Were United not an option? or No, no, it was literally, I had Ever- uh, yeah, Everton or Man City, and I thought, 
well, you know, I'll go Man City because they've got loads of players. Surely they'll want to loan them out. In hindsight, probably would have got, I don't know, maybe a better quality or, or a better choice of player um, from Everton. Because pretty much every player that I tried to sign on loan, they basically just said they want them to play with a higher quality of player. And I was like, well, that ain't going to happen. Give me five players and they'll play with a higher quality of player. But I missed out on like Taylor Harwood Bellis. Um, oh, there's a centre back that I can't remember. But there were, uh, Rico Lewis, the left back, like players like this that were all just sitting in their reserve team that could have been loaned. And I just I couldn't get them. And I was like, I would have destroyed the league. So I had the same yeah, problem we, as we, well. We'd we done all right. Yeah. We'd fine orders. When I was in the second tier, we'd fine orders an affiliate. Same story. It was really hard to get players from their reserve team over. So it kind of defeats the purpose. And it's, only it's, one it's weird as well, isn't it? Because you think that they'd want to give them game time. Yeah. And they they would have obviously they would have been starting every game. And they just weren't interested at all. So yeah. At the time I thought, you know, Man City is fairly local club as well. And and obviously with the riches that they've got, I think they were paying us ninety grand a year. So I was like, ninety grand a year in League Two, happy days. Didn't I wouldn't say that that partnership came to fruition, to be honest. Um, then obviously moved on to season three in the championship. I honestly thought, because it was a very similar thing, trying to get loans was like, again, impossible because they just didn't want to come. So like 5,000 capacity stadium, quite a new club. Decent reputation, um, but trying to get any loan of any kind of decency just wasn't happening. I thought, you know what, probably going to struggle in the championship. And they kind of set it up, you know, battle uh, battle against relegation. And I thought, you know, go up, go down, see what you can pick up, free transfers, etc. Um, and the signings I made, I was kind of like, I'm not too, not too unhappy with the signings we managed to come in. I think the youngsters that we managed to pick up from those Premier League clubs in League One, the the season of development kind of made them, I would say, average Championship players. Um, mm. But I bought in Will Smallbone. Shout out to Matt again. He was excited when I signed You're him. You're loving the Irish boys. You've got to love Funny the Irish now. boys. Um, Southampton, obviously free transfer. Central midfielder. Really, really, he's a cracking little player for the championship. Um, got Jamie Donnelly on loan from Spurs, who I actually thought was dog shit. Um, I'd have much preferred to get Troy Parrott in, just you know, to give Matt a Irish on. Um <laughs> Depo Alafayan, I think his name is. Um, he was a West Ham player. He's been playing at Bolton. I think he's just moved IRL. Um, but he was a great player to have. I was playing him on the left-hand side. Cracking little player for the championship. Um, Anis Mametti. Now, I signed him from Wickham. And it basically, he was out of contract, but still on a rolling contract with Wickham. So I had to pay a compensation release for him. Um, and then it wasn't until probably a week after I'd signed him um, there's a podcast, I think it's Ali Maxwell, and I think it's called Not the Top 20. It's mm. all about basically the, uh, the championship and down leagues. And they basically were doing like a star player watch. And then he, he popped up on there as their player to watch out for. And I was like, oh, mate, oh, I'm such a good scout. Head <laughs> <laughs> of the game. Oh, head of the, the game. game. And I was thinking, I was like, oh, I didn't really play him to start with either. Mm. <laughs> but um, quite a, when I looked at his profile, I kind of got trapped vibes. Like, and in my mind, I'm obviously I'm thinking Warnock, QPR, and it was like I just see him, and I was like, obviously he's got that, um, 
kind of character about him, and I thought, oh, this this could be my Terrapt, you know, and always got Warnock in mind when I'm making transfers. Um, but the money that we had, because he, old Peter Lim did put his hand in his pocket, um, I used all of the the cash reserves that we had, um, and I signed Morris Kratzenmacher, who is mad little golden boy that he keeps going on about. Um, I think in total it was worth about six million pound, and it basically said he the scout report was excellent championship player mm. will go on to be a decent Premier League player, and I was like, I'm gonna buy him just because I can't get any. Even though I had a few quid, there was no quality anywhere, and I thought you're loving him. You know, scouted football mentioned him, and I thought you know mm. I'm just gonna sign him and and see what he does. And uh, yeah, so that was my kind of team. Because I was in the championship, I was like, I'm going to change from the four four two. I was like, I can't rely on you know basic wing play crossing it in. So I built a kind of four three three, four one two three, whatever you want to call it, um, just to try and set up defensively. And we nicked a couple of wins at the start. Um, got it was probably it was when when was it October November and we were sitting about tenth eleventh place. But the normal thing, whereas like two wins would put you in the playoffs. Two losses would put you in the relegation zone. So it wasn't like a, oh, brilliant, we're mid-table, we're going to smash this. And then I got offered the Watford job, and they were in the championship, and they had £119 million to spend in the championship. Uh, And I just thought, do you know what? This is, uh, yeah, I'll have a go, which I did. So I thought I'll apply for it. And as I was waiting for them to make a decision, I got approached by Stoke. And Stoke were in the Premier League, but they were bottom. And I was like, oh, and they were they were bottom by you know a fair bit. Um, it's kind of like I think it was about two wins adrift they were. And so I thought, sod it, you know, if you was a manager, IRL, and you'd had that journey, you'd probably take a Premier League job. So I thought, sod it, you know, even if we get relegated, go down, parachute payments, do another season in Championship, try and get promoted. Could be a good laugh. Um, so yeah, got obviously got the Stoke job, and it was fucking ridiculous. Honestly, I was trying every tactic under the sun to try and get morale was in the bin. The players they had were ridiculous. Um, I think that Irish lad I showed you, Jason Knight, I think it is. Mm-hmm. He's on a hundred and five grand a week, like, and he's he just wasn't Premier League quality. They just signed like all these players. Was it? Had you right? Was that the guy you asked me about? He's America fella, no? Yeah. Yeah. Had yeah. him on like 120 grand a week and he's <laughs> bang average. And I'm like, what have they done? The only good signings that they'd made, they'd got Arthur Cabral on loan. He was gone to Villa, but he's a good a pretty good striker. Um and they'd signed a keeper. I can't remember his name, I think it was Jan Musso or something. Um an a- Atalanta keeper. Mm. Right, Atlanta. Um so they had, there was a couple of signings, mate. I tried everything. I was trying <laughs> low block. I was trying high press. I was, you know, and then I was getting to a point where I could not get a win, and I was like, I don't. I was changing everything so much. I was like, I just need to stop, and just play one system, and I'm like, I'm praising their training. I'm, you know, I'm doing all this, and then when they're having a bad, like bad result, I'm kicking them in the arse if it's like less than six point three. I'm, I'm criticizing. I'm, I'm trying everything to play morale manager and 
it was something that clicked when we had a bit of a break and I, I played a friendly and absolutely smashed the team. And then I started to just be, I started getting draws against the bigger teams, like your Spurs, Man City. And I was like, how am I getting draws against these? But I'm getting dicked by the teams in and around us. And then I'm just trying to think who I signed. Oh, I, I, in the January window, I signed Gabby Gold from Manchester United on loan. And I think he was on a, a hundred grand a week and they wanted hundred percent of his wages, but Stoke have got loads of money. So I was like, yeah, fuck it. I'll get Gabby going. Um, got him and took Ethan Laird from him as well as a right back. Played um, flat four at the back, defensive midfielder, but the defensive midfielder was a centre half that I played. So I was like going really defensive, like trying to just get that three kind of set two central defenders, one DM to be really solid and compact. Um, obviously, two centre midfielders, two wide players, and, and a striker. And occasionally I, I would go to two up top, so Cabral and Gabby go up front. And it's just like that normal January thing. It all started to click and we were just picking up results. And then you had the teams around us weren't getting results and we was like, it was so close. And then got to about game 34, I reckon. And we'd got out of the relegation zone. And I'm thinking, here we go. Bottom of, bottom of Christmas, going to, you know, going to do a West Brom here. And then the teams below literally just didn't win any games. And I was picking up points and I ended up finishing 13th. <laughs> and I was like, bottom at Christmas to 13th, that is some going. And and mm. it is pretty much all down to Gabby Gold because he's he just, you know, he's cracking everyone. Everybody knows in FM that he is, you know, one of the elite strikers in the game. And I got him on loan from Man United because guess what? They'd overstocked on players, you know. So it's that typical FM thing that got me right out of the mire. Um, but as I said, I think... We were talking before we recorded the pod the other week, and I kind of said I'd finish the season. And I was like, I want to leave. I didn't really want it. After, after that, I was like, I, I did not enjoy playing as Stoke because I just didn't like losing and not being able to turn it around uh, for so long. And it was really getting to me like, this is, you know, I'd made a save of, of Salford, so I could go back and just continue as them like it had never happened. But that still feels a little bit scummy. Um, and I think I said to Matt, I want to leave Stoke, just try and get another job because I, I hated it. But nothing come up. And I, they, they're very, obviously, they're, Stoke are a wealthy club, so you get about 60, 70 million. Um, so I thought, you know what, I'll have a go. We'll have a little spend up and see what we can do. Yep, typical Premier League, you can piss it. Get the right signings in, and it just all started clicking over. So season five, this would be in the whole thing. Signed my first signing. I think Mad, you might have still been in the chat after the podcast inside um, Giorgio Scalvini. Oh yeah, yeah. So he basically he'd already moved to Real Madrid. Real Madrid had done that normal thing where they, you know, if they don't play the young talent that they've bought. So I signed him for thirty-two million, um, but he his agent put a sixty-eight million release clause for Champions League clubs. So I'm thinking he's probably going to go because he's he's mustard. Um, but again, I was like, right, I'm just going to try build from the back and make this team as solid as I can. So I was like, right, centre-halves first, goalkeeper, you know, and, I, and I'll build towards the front. So I signed him. I got um, Tosin Adarabio. Is that his name? I, I'm not quite He's sure. The happy, Fulham, yeah, I can have your pronunciation if you want. Yeah, I'm sure you can. <laughs> but the big one at the back. The, yeah, the lad who's at um, Fulham at the moment, they, yeah. they got relegated 
and his relegation release was, was like 10 million. So I thought, yeah, I signed him. Fantastic. Made Gabby goal permanent um, for Man United. So I thought, you know, nice. get him in as he was available. I was like, just, I'm just going to sign him. Get him in. Um, you might remember, I'm pretty sure, yeah, it was the start of FM23. And I was doing a Nice save. And I signed, and I nice. said about Mattia Vitti, the um, left centre half. I was like, he's going to be, you know, wonder kid status. So I signed him. Um, he had he had moved. I got him fairly cheap. So I think it's Fiorentina. Um, I got Nick Pope in on loan from Man City. Oh, so yeah. finally, finally they came in. You know, Man City helped me out. Um, hmm. It's you know, when you're looking at a goalkeeper, I think I'm pretty sure his name is Jan Musso. From the top of my head, but he got bought by one of the Saudi clubs at like 35 million. I was like, right, I haven't got a goalkeeper now, so I signed him on loan. Um, I was like, you know, he'll be solid. Got Chucky Lozano from Napoli on loan. Mm-hmm. So when you start putting together these pieces where I'm playing in this this kind of 4 3 3, um, Julian Duranville, the wonder kid from Anderlecht, oh, signed yeah. him mm-hmm. to play to play right wing. Um, I signed Valentin Barco as a left back from Boca, more as a backup to Rico Henry. Um, and then there was basically, I was looking for two, I'd needed centre midfield attack and a box to box midfielder to kind of complete my overhaul of this team. And I was in Discord with Duke and I was going on about trying to find this box to box midfield. No, you were streaming. And I I recommended, I'd literally signed him. His name's Asta Varenks, is I think how you pronounce his name. He's Belgian. Plays at Wolfsburg, and I literally said to Duke because he was looking for a box to box midfielder, and he was like, "I've literally looked at this guy. He played for Wolfsburg, so yeah. signed signed him." And then there was a choice of two players for my right sided centre midfield, and it was um, Dewsbury Hall from Leicester or James Madison. Both of them were transfer listed by Leicester. Uh, they they had requested transfers. They're obviously so still signed, in the Premier League, Joe, yeah? They were still in the Premier League, but both of them had requested a transfer. So I went for James Madison, and I got him in on loan with an option to buy for £31 million. So I had him in on loan. So the, obviously the only games he can't play in is against Leicester, so it wasn't wasn't too bad. But I'd basically changed 95% of this team. So I had Pope in goal, Ethan Laird as a, as a right-back, Scalvini and... Um, oh, Capella. Oh, sorry, I totally forgot about him. Capella, the l- a lad from Hellas Verona. Um, so Scalvini and him playing centre-half. Rico Henry, left-back. Um, I was I played um, Tosin Adarabio, if that's how we're saying his name. I'm going to call him Tosin, as the defensive midfielder. Um, and that was because he was kicking off about not getting game time. And I had Oriol Romeo as the DM. And I was like, sorry, I'm going to put Tosin in there. And it actually worked really well. Um, Madison as a centre mid, mid attack, Franks as the box to box midfielder, Duranville as the winger on the right, Lozano on the left, and Gabby go up front. Oh. That's that is an FM squad right there. That's fire. A one That's one season thing. overhaul. Like and it, you kind of playing it and you're going. Although it's fun to sign all these players, you're kind of going. This is the Premier League. Is easy to build a squad. Like if you want. <laughs> If you want to build one, it, it's not that difficult. Um, so pretty much kind of done all right in the league, you, as you would with that squad. 
got to what did I have four games? What do know? How many games? Six games left. I didn't. Six. I? Six, six yeah, games six. left last night, and I said to do. I said, "Ah, oh, Guardiola's just been sacked from Chelsea. They were eighth, and I was like, I'm going to go for it. And I, I was like, I'm, I'm going for the Chelsea job. And he kind of said, Well, yeah, you're doing really well with Stoke. I was like, Yeah, but I don't want to manage Stoke. I want to go move on. And I literally spent the whole from so six games to go to nearly the last week of pre-season waiting for Chelsea to make a decision. And then they they re-employed Thomas Tuchel. So I'd kind of been slowly, again, regenerating my squad for the following season. Um, And because obviously we'd finished for the Europa League, we got bundles of dough. Um, Sold a few players as well. Scalvini went for £68 to Man United. So that obviously topped the funds up. I sold Artur Cabral to Shakhtar for £38 And there was like a few players that I've kind of been picking up, sold them for decent money, really cleaned the squad out of shit. Like Nabil Bentaleb was on like 120 grand a week, didn't play him at all, got rid of him. Um, Mohamed Dahoud, again, mm. didn't, didn't play him. He was on about 100 grand a week, got rid of him. So it was a real clear out, had loads of money to spend, loads of wage budget free, so started going to town. And I'll quickly run through them because I see that we're kind of 20 minutes into my save update when it was going to be 10 minutes. Um, <laughs> go on, Bumper. Mad. What you got, Matt? You got your, got your finger yeah, I right want, I wanted to ask you. I wanted to ask you about Julian, Julian Duranville. Because um, yes. oh. he, was, he was one of the ones that we profiled kind of before the game came out as his first kind of debut in FM. In my the save, one we sent um, Dave to go and watch, didn't we? Yeah. 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 Haven't, you haven't, we haven't seen Dave since. Yeah. Um, he's in Ajax in my save. He went for a pretty big fee as well, I think. And he's like, he hasn't scored against me playing for them, but he seems to be doing well for them. I'm just curious well, to know how he's doing in your universe after like five, six seasons. I think he probably gets a £25 million release clause put mm-hmm. in, maybe in his first contract or something like that, because that's what I signed him for. Um, he's probably averaged like low sevens. Is what okay. his average rating would be. But I noticed as a winger, got, got a fair few assists, but didn't score all season. Really? Went to the World Cup with Belgium, was scoring and assisting like a motherfucker. Nice. So I'm hoping that as he develops, he's only 20, so I'm hoping that he's going to develop and maybe goal scoring will come into it. I'll probably do some kind of um, like personal training with him to see if we can mm. maybe add a few goals into his game. Um but yeah, redeveloping this squad, um, I signed Ahmed Diallo in Manchester United as a backup kind of winger. I don't really think he's going to cut the mustard. He basically came in because Dennis Suarez complained towards the end of the season five that because we got knocked out of the FA Cup, that I was ruining players' careers because <laughs> because we got knocked out of the FA Cup. So I sold. I was like, no, nope, sold. So got rid of him and then replaced him with Ahmed Diallo. Um, I signed a goalkeeper, Lucas Bergstrom. I think he's a Chelsea keeper, but he's one of them where he's been on loan so many times I don't actually know where he's come from. Um, but signed him um, because Nick Pope's loan obviously expired. And I was like, I'm trying to find another goalkeeper. And he's actually, he's massive. I think he's about six foot nine, but he's got some excellent attributes for a goalkeeper. So I'd signed him. Man City then released Nick Pope after the World Cup. So I signed him in as well. 
just so I've got a free transfer, Nick Pope. So a good couple of goalkeepers. Um, Vitor Roque, or v Vitor Roque, the, a young lad from Flamengo who's in one of our articles that we haven't released yet. Mm -hmm. um, he was unhappy at Flamengo, I want to say, or was it Atletico Paranense? I think it was Flamengo. And he was transfer listed for 15.5 million. So as I'd sold Cabral, I bought him in to replace him. So I've got like, I basically got a young Gabby goal to come in as a kind of backup striker. Perfect. Made James Madison's loan permanent. So 31 million on him. The money being spent is mental. It's, it's, like, well, mate, I love mate, it. a bit of a Nottingham Forest. When I was, I was writing these down before and I'm like, blimey, I'm literally signing like 10 players a season at Stoke. So wanted another, because uh, uh, Tossin had gone to Everton for 22 million. So I kind of wanted another defensive midfielder. I signed a new gen for the future. Um, and then there's a guy at Inter, Giovanni Fabi uh, Fabian. Yeah. Six, six million I got him for. And I was like, his attributes for a holding midfielder are perfect. So yeah, like, we got him at 1860. Did you? Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, Giovanni uh, G Fabian. Giovanni Fabian, yeah. Yeah, we got him on a free transfer. Yeah, uh, he, and he absolutely he lit up last year. Quality. He, even better. Um, Dennis Sicaria, who was at Chelsea at the moment, Ooh, mm, signed yeah. him. He was Obviously, he'd gone back to Juventus, but was out of favour. They wanted 20 million for him, and he's 29. Um, and I was like, I don't really like signing players that old. So I loaned him for a season with an option to buy and just paid all his wages. So I've got him in as that defensive midfielder. So I can either see how the new gen I've got develops or signs a guy if he's, if he's brilliant. Um, I wanted another backup winger. So I've signed Jeremy Doku. Ooh, because nice. obviously Lozano has gone back to Napoli. He was transfer listed for seven and a half million. Now I've had yeah. Doku before and I've, He's kind of, he goes hot and cold. He's he's not consistent at all. But I just thought, because I'm playing with wingers, not inside forwards or anything like that. I'm playing with wingers. I'm I just want rapid. So um, he's he, a runner. He is he is a runner. So signed him. Now, the last two signings that I've got on here are what I'm going to say is ridiculous for Stoke. But I was like, they're available and they fit what I want. So I'm going to do it. So. The first one is a left-sided attacker. Uh, he's recently signed for Chelsea, IRL. Um, obviously, I, you know, Shakhtar had given me some money for Cabral earlier on, so I went in and signed Mikhailo Mudrik for about, I think it was thirty million up front with thirty million in add-ons. Mate, he's. Have you actually looked at his attributes on FM? No. They are shit hot. Um, so I've got him, um, and then. James Madison broke his foot. So he's out for four months in the first game of the season. So I was like, right, I'm going to need to find another CM attack. Because the only player that I actually had to cover that position was James McAtee, who I'd had at Salford. And I just, because he got released at Man City, I, I just picked him up as a backup. I was like, I need to sign someone. Ryan Gravenberch was available from Bayern for about, I think it was about 17 million. And he's on about 160 grand a week. But similar, like you look at his attributes and I don't think he's that great. So I was like, he must have had a massive downer. He's good on yeah, so, but not, nothing. Yeah, no he's, spike, yeah, that's know? the thing. There's nothing that spikes. Yeah, there's there's yeah, nothing yeah. that stands out. So I thought I'd do the same as Takari. I'll, I'll loan him for a season with an option to buy. So agreed, agreed that deal. And then my my scout report, you know, just comes up on your inbox, and Enzo Fernandez <laughs> from Benfica come up. 
40 million release clause. Now, and it said, does, and I went to his agent, he went, doesn't want to sign for Stoke. You know, so I'm thinking, well, if I just hit his release clause and see what happens, hit his release clause, 40 million, comes up, oh, he's, uh, you have to work hard to, to sign him. And he was like, he obviously came up with loads of promises. I deleted them all and just left, like, we'll send him on intensive English course. Um, and we'll, uh, I think cause he wanted to be star player, so he wanted a big pay rise. Um, I think he's about 160 grand a week, something like that. It's it's massive. Um, and like obviously loads of like assist bonuses and stuff like that. And I was like, Stoke have got loads of money. Fuck it, I'm just going to sign him. It's better value so than I've, Jason Nigel for yeah, 120. Well, I bought him in. So I've bought him in, and he played his first game against <clears> Arsenal. <throat> literally, he plays a through ball assist to Gabby goal scores and then scores a goal from like 25 yards yes. and I was like and got and got man of the match in his first game and I'm like well that's money well spent isn't it <laughs> is he is he your highest earner now he must be he must be without I'm, a, say, I, I, I'm pretty sure I haven't because I was getting rid of players on like 100 grand plus but yeah. I was like I think him and Mudrick are on like are on 100 grand plus but Fernandez is definitely the highest must be okay so yeah I have I've spent some serious Skrilla at Stoke. Blimey. So now we're in, we're, in, we're in season six. I'm living, you know, loving life. Top of the league after three games. Probably going to piss it now and get bored. I did apply for the Liverpool job as well, which I didn't really want. Yeah, no <laughs> Why did that. you apply nah. for it? Just, just, to, just to see? I, did, I didn't really want to be Stoke. You still don't want to be Stoke after nah, all. Still... Who, wants to, who wants to play a Stoke on a cold and wet rainy Wednesday night? Well, clearly the, you know, 25 Madrid players inside. <laughs> Honestly, it is. So it's like, it's still Nick Pope, Ethan Laird. Um, who are my centre-offs? Coppola. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, Coppola, Vitti, and then I've signed Nathan Collins from Wolves as well because they got relegated. He's, so he's so good in FM. He's very, very, yeah. He's yeah. quality, yeah. So I've, so I've got him, but he's been, he got injured like three times in pre-season. So he hasn't actually played yet. Um, still got Rico Henry as my left back. Um, defensive midfielder is Zakaria. Set, uh, CM attack was James Madison. It's now Enzo Fernandez. Box to box is um, Asta Varenks. Duranville on the right. Mudrick on the left. Gabby Goal up front. It's just fire and chaos is what I would describe that as. Yeah. <laughs> it's just insane. And I've got just got a lovely little tactic that plays really nice. And then... If it's not going too well, just go a little bit wider, be more expressive, run at defence, bosh, and they just mm-hmm. fucking go for it. I even had a little shoot on site if I'm feeling, you know, spicy. A bit horny, love it. So yeah, that, that's Salford to Stoke in six that's, seasons. That's insane. That's a great update. I mean, a really good update. Uh, lots of money spent. I'd love to know. Um, just how much you've spent over the course of that because you might actually uh, well, top spent, some of the fuck all at Salford and I've spent loads at Stoke <laughs> <laughs> so the, the plan is to stick with Stoke or is it literally as soon as your head is turned you will turn even though you've built this incredible squad it's, it's weird isn't it because I feel like I would leave but yeah that's a bit who weird knows? who knows I think I'd only leave you know, for a big job because that's what you IRL that's the way I look at it I'm like if you was at Stoke and one of the big Premier League kind of powerhouses come in for you, you you'd leave. Go to Man City. You know, yeah. Big I Crystal Palace right, job yeah. or something like that. It's just, it's just, it's a bit, 
it's got to be a bit difficult because no, you've, you've, you've got done such it. a. You've done it in your set. When you move around, it's actually quite fun. Yeah, it is. It's, it's a bit different, and like sometimes you go into a squad and it's like they've signed like seventeen left wingers, and it's like you wonder why they're not doing very well because they're the fucking AI has absolutely ruined them transfer wise. That's normally about four weeks after I've joined them. Yeah. I've signed <laughs> incredibly poor players on one side. Um, no, it sounds awesome, Nigel. Really, really cool. Um, you've been teasing it a lot on the pods recently, so it's good to actually get a good dive into that and well, find out exactly I put it on Twitter the other day and I was like, I'm actually really enjoying Football Manager at the moment, which is good after all the crap from like November time. You know, I know there's, there's always stuff that can be better, but I'm actually enjoying playing it and I think that's the most important thing. So I'm loving it. And I kind of, I haven't, you know, tried to do anything kind of blogging it or fucking doing Twitter threads about it or anything like that. I've literally just gone, you know, I'm just going to play the game because I'm enjoying it. I'm not going to let anything get in the way of it. And then I'll just chat about it on the pod. Sweet. Yeah, cool. Love it. Sweet, isn't it? We got we got time for mine, or should we just do mine next week and do a bit of a mad quiz now and just yeah we would do yours tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> peek behind the curtain. Uh, it's currently very late, so yeah, let's do it that way. Eleven o'clock on a Sunday night. Yeah. Is it eleven o'clock? Absolutely. It is eleven minutes past eleven. Eleven eleven. Um. So yeah, mad. If you've got a quiz, we might as well jump straight on that, so I can get finished, ready to watch the Cowboys get beat by the Forty Niners. It's time for the quiz. NFL or something that I don't know. Only about eight people probably realise what I was talking about there. Mad's like, it's not curling, I don't care. <laughs> it's I don't not lacrosse, that. I don't Curling I don't or care. hurling? I, don't know. I think it's hurling, yeah. Curling, we yeah. No, I don't know. Curling's the one with the brooms, isn't it? Yeah. We play that over here. We're great. Yeah, let's, we could do a quiz. Yes, let's do a quiz. Um, let's go. This weekend we saw, I mean, you know me and the Irish players, Evan Ferguson. Obviously, he's been getting off the mark for Brighton there recently. I think he's got like what four go- three go- four goals in four games and a couple of assists. Yeah, and, is this uh, a question? Well. Do we get a point? For no, this no. One? This is this is a theme of the quiz, boys. Um, okay. But when he scored in December, he became the youngest Irish player to score in the Premier League. So, oh, wow. uh, sticking with that theme, I have ten countries where I'm going to be looking for the youngest player from that nation to score in the Premier League since okay. the Premier League started. So what we'll do is, um, I'll, I'll pit you two lads against each other, so you can Ooh. just shout in uh, if you if you think you have an answer. I'll give you two points if you get it without me helping you, and uh, otherwise I'll throw you the club for a point um, if you're struggling. So basically I'll shout the country, you can see if you can get the youngest player from that country to score, I'll see if we can help you out along the way if needed. So okay. we shall start with a very straight, well, what hopefully might be straightforward for you. Number one is England. Nope. Nope. Theo Walcott. Incorrect. Do I have to wait for Joe to answer before nah, I answer? Crack on. We're all friends Doop. here. Doop. Wayne Rooney. Incorrect. Oh. <laughs> is it uh, Harvey Elliott? No, incorrect. We're going to need the club, I think. Doop. Doop. Oh. Gordon. Incorrect. Give us a club. This will so take all night. The club, I want. The club is Everton. That's why I said Gordon. 
And I can tell you that this player is currently the youngest to have ever scored in the Premier League. It's going to be people shouting here because I've got. It's not. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it's blatantly obvious, but I, this was a quite a notable goal because he was very young when he scored it. He's um, didn't go on. To, it didn't go on to huge things now since. But you, oh. you'll know the player because it, it was quite well documented that he was very young when he scored it. Shall I give it to you? Go for it. I can't believe we've got an English one wrong. <laughs> Learning it better from here. Correct answer is James Vaughan. He's the oh, youngest um, Premier League scorer of all time. Um, and I've, I've been spoken a, a lot about a reference, I think, because nobody's beaten it. He was 16 in 2005. We'll move on to number two and go with France. So the youngest Frenchman to have scored in the Premier League. Fucking hell. I can tell you the year. It was 1997. Yeah, oh, fuck it. Yeah. Not Henri. It's not Henri. You wouldn't put Henri in a quiz. No. Anelka? Oh, Point Anelka's for Duke. Yeah. Nicholas Anelka scoring for Arsenal at the age of 18 in 1997. We'll move on to number three. Spain. So this player became the youngest Spanish player, Spaniard, to score in 2004 in the Premier League. Fabregas? Point for Joe. Levels it up. Great shout, Joe. Well Cesc Fabregas scoring for Arsenal at the age of 17 in 2004. You'd think he'd fix his teeth for that. I don't know if anyone's watched uh, the football today. Uh, he's got a real fucked up tooth and it annoyed me all day. <laughs> Uh, let's go to question number four. Italy, Italia. Youngest Italian Balotelli? to score in Premier League. Did you say Balotelli? It's incorrect. I did. The youngest Italian. Federico Makeda. It's a point for dupe. Federico Makeda, seven, age 17, scoring for Man United in 2007. <laughs> uh, well done, dupe. Number five. Is he Welsh? Dan Jones. Incorrect, Joe. Over to you, Dupe. G- Giggs. Incorrect. So this player scored at the age of 18 in 2007. Gareth Bale? Gareth Bale is the correct answer, Joe. Well done. Scoring uh, for Southampton at the age of 18. Might have been a left back then. It probably was before he even got mm. um, well, retrained. They were even in the Premier League. That's 2-2, two, two, lads. <laughs> we keep going. Next question is number six. Brazil. The youngest Brazilian to have scored in the Premier League in 2008. This is a slightly trickier one in that it's not necessarily an attacking player. Raphael? Raphael is a shout, Joe, because it's correct. Yeah. What a shout. Well done, Joe. Big shout from Joe there to put him 3-2 in the lead. I think of the young twins. The, uh, yeah. A young Brazilian. Yeah, great shout. Raphael yeah. scored for Manchester United in 2008 at the age of 18. Nice one, Joe. Uh, Wigan. 
serious effort. Uh, that's been six. Number seven, Germany. 2013. Schurler? Incorrect. So I can tell you that it is a current German international scored in the Premier League. He no longer plays in the Premier League. Emre Chen? Incorrect. Ah, Lee Wasana? Incorrect. You're very much on the right track, but incorrect. Oh, that's a great shout. Oh, Serge Gnabry. Serge Gnabry scoring for Arsenal at the age of 18 in 2013. That's another point for Joe. Well done. That's a great point for Joe. Well done. So we're currently on 4-2. We have three left. Put the English one at the end and I'll, I'll probably remember it. Eh? <laughs> I, need sno- I need snookers at this stage. So we're going to go on to question number eight, which is the youngest Argentinian to have scored in the Premier League. Garnacho. Garnacho. It's a point for dupe. Brings it back to 4-3. With two questions remaining, he scored at the age of 18 Give, me the, give me the United ones, I'm all right. Yeah, <laughs> loves the United ones. He's Spanish anyway. So we're going to go on to question nine, and I'm going to look for the youngest Portuguese player to have scored in the Premier League. Fabio Silva. Dupe straight in with Fabio Silva to level it at 4-4. It is Fabio Silva who's He's aged 18 in 2020 no, when he scored four He's in Holland, isn't he? He, no, he's, 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 no, he's in Benfica. He's gone to Benfica. I thought he was going to sure? PSV. Yeah, I thought he went PSV as well. Oh, was it? Redesh okay. has gone to Benfica. Was... Ah, okay, there you go. Oh, right. Okay. So... That's all. Okay. Question. I'm, I'm, I'm going to call this now. I know I know this one. Have you got, got Mike... Who... Romelu Lukaku. Incorrect. Oh, I, think, I thought you go Belgium. I'm just trying to think of countries. Which means <laughs> Imagine Joe, that. Joe gets first dibs at this now, maybe. Imagine. <laughs> it's, I don't have the first time you've done that. I didn't Scottish. have one in Belgium. The que- so it's 4-4, which means this question will make or break it, lads. Assuming you can get it right. I want you to tell me the youngest Danish player to have scored in the Premier League. What a weird country to choose. Ashbush Michael. <laughs> Peter Schmeichel Incorrect I I mean I'm going to go for it Because I'm trying to think of Danish players Christian Eriksen Incorrect Damsgaard Incorrect Aya Incorrect We get uh, like a year So this player you like you, you'll you'll know about it when it comes. This player became the youngest Danish player to score in the Premier League in two thousand and seven. Uh, fucking hell, we're well out. At the age of nineteen. I mean, this is massive advantage for Joe now, isn't it? Oh, come on. I can't even think of anyone. You you both know this. Like, you yeah, know, it's one yeah. of those ones. And you're going to yeah. be like, yeah. What's the club there? 
You want the club? Yeah. If I give you the club, you'd more than likely get this. I mean, I, w- I was 15. Um, this is kind of when I... Could have been you two. Started finding females, you know. Go on, go go club up. So the club was Arsenal. Edward Brace. Wow, Nicholas Bentner. Lord Nicholas Bentner, of course, became the youngest Danish player to score for Arsenal age 19 in 2007, which means the winner of this week's quiz is Friday Night FM. Well done, Joe. Some great shots. I think the listeners are the winners because uh, it stops now. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, that brings episode 284 to a close. You can find the links for each of us in the podcast description or by visiting fivestarpotential.com where you can find all of our latest Football Manager content. Mad, do you want to just plug your most recent? Ah, yes. We've got a new series up on the Five Star Potential website called Wonder Kid Watch. So basically we're going to do, hopefully, either weekly or bi-weekly installments Basically profiling some, like a selection of kind of some of the best wonder kids out there. Looking at how they are in real life versus FM to see how accurate it is. And then we can all look back on it in five years time and see how they turned out. So yeah, go check your it out. Fir- your first one was... First one was, of course. Shit. Oh. Your German wonder boy. Our boy Maurice, Maurice Krattenmacher, who is a cracking player in FM23 this year. Um... Maybe not at the absolute elite level, but if you're kind of at any kind of mid-level team or uh, championship team, etc. Go for him. As we said, I've had him in my save <laughs> over in Holland. Joe's taken him into to, to Salford. And do you know who's next? Uh, it's one of a few. Oh. Do we want Do we want to give some spoilers? Tempt us. Tempt us. Yeah, of course you can. Currently, the current plan out. is to look at a young Turkish chap by the name of Arda Tuller, if I'm pronouncing that right. He is uh, in real life actually tearing it up in the Turkish league, and in FM he's a bit of a, a bit of a wonder kid. I don't know if you've crossed paths, but no. Joe's I, I like saw, I saw him on Twitter the other day. Some one of the you know like wonder kid accounts yeah posted something about him, but I, I've not come across him in FM. If you've got eighty million hanging around, Joe, you should probably check him out in your safe. I probably have to be fair. <laughs> Get him on the by, by bet three six five in it, sir. Well, we look forward to that, Mad. Thank you. Five Star Potential is available on iTunes, Spotify, and most other popular podcast apps and platforms with a new podcast released every single week. Thank you for all for listening. There'll be more from us next week. Say goodbye, folks. Goodbye. Goodbye, folks. Cheers. It'll be all right. Matt will be back next week. Mm-hmm.